whoops, hit the intro music before I gave the intro. Today is Tuesday, February 15th. We are going to be talking about our picks from this previous weekend, how we did. We're going to talk about how John's mortal lock of the week was an utter failure, and maybe you should stop listening to him ever again. And then we'll also talk a little bit about the girls' game and a game that we didn't cover, big upset. Uh, Michigan beats Notre Dame. So we got some good stuff. And then, oh, Pro Hall of Fame dropped today. So not originally on the schedule, but maybe we'll talk about it a little bit. So uh, here we go. So, John, do you like that as three right under the bus, right out of the gate? Yeah, like you, you mess up the intro and then just immediately shift the blame over to me. I'm I'm muted over here, by the way, so I'm biding my time. You could have unmuted and just stepped in. <laughs> no. Yeah, Show must well, go on. I mean, I mean, hey, mortal lock of the week It's more like the mortal death of the week. Yeah, you want to just start with that, how I completely no, botched? No, no. Let's just hang <laughs> that over your head the whole, the whole show. Okay. Um, let's talk about the games first. Let's talk about the, the opening game, Towson Hopkins. You know, both of us picked Towson. Uh, mm-hmm. Thought it would be a defensive battle. Turns out Towson didn't want to play defense that day. And uh, 18-12 win for the for the Blue Jays. How are you feeling about Pete Milliman's team? Well, after watching this game, pretty good. After watching the following game, not so good. Um <laughs> So yeah. for those of you who aren't aware, Johns Hopkins played two games this weekend. They played Towson on uh, Friday and um, Georgetown on Sunday. And Georgetown put a beat down on them. But um, I definitely think they they showed their stuff against Towson. I like 18 against them is really good. Um, and I think they're definitely like that fringe top 20 team. I think they have what it takes to – put it together and you know maybe squeak out a tournament bid but they definitely have a long way to go because georgetown beat them pretty handedly without their top attackman yeah georgetown you know aided by a couple transfers with uh alex trippy connor moran and and uh will bowen all all registering um kind of critical minutes but you know let's revert back to towson because that's the game we talked about a little bit on on friday but Mm -hmm. you know i thought I was sort of surprised to see Towson's defense struggle so much, just not to keep that game closer. Mm-hmm. You, it, Hopkins, I, I knew Hopkins was going to be better, and I thought they would kind of bounce back after that game against Jacksonville, just getting a little bit better. But, you know, Sean Nyland's been known for his defense for a long time. And, you know, I'd be surprised to see Towson not make a huge stride from that game to this next game um, in terms of their play, not to mention Kobe Smith on the defensive end can take out at least one one of the best players on the other team. So um, do you think Towson needs to be worried? Is it too too early to kind of raise the red flags? Am I am I hitting the panic button after week one loss in February? No, not yet. But it's definitely, um, you know, you never want to get shelled like that. And uh, so definitely have a lot to learn. And we'll, we'll see how they rebound this week. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I never gave Hopkins a chance to beat Georgetown. I thought it'd be a close game, but I, I kind of thought the the Hoyas would come away with the victory. I, I was shocked to see that be uh, a doubling up score. Um, I think maybe a little bit of uh, 
Hopkins feeling good about themselves and, and Georgetown sort of reminding them where they are. But uh, we'll see. In the next week or two, we'll sort of shake things out. Hopkins certainly has a schedule for it. So, um, But congrats to Milliman starting 2-1. and one. Uh, Certainly a good, good kickoff to this year. And, and that Jacksonville win is, is looking stronger already um, mm-hmm. after the, the Dolphins upset the, the Blue Devils on Sunday. Uh, but before we get to that game, let's talk about Maryland Loyola. Uh, you know, I, I must say I got this game wrong. I thought I thought Lolo would come out and, and get a dub. And turns out they not only didn't get a dub, but they got absolutely pounded uh, with a 28 win uh, by the Terrapins. You know, what do you what do you uh, what do you see from the Turtlebacks? Uh, I mean, that offense is is rolling right now. Like I've I've really liked the um, the ball movement, and it, it doesn't seem like it's one guy kind of taking over. Um, like obviously their their top guys like Wisnaskis and Keegan Khan are kind of running the show, but they're not doing it by kind of just dominating the ball. It seems like when the ball gets to them, they're making the most of it, but kind of letting that offense flow and it it looked really good. I I was with you. I mean, I thought Maryland was going to win, but I I certainly thought this was going to be a closer game. Yeah, you know Loyola struggled to to do a lot of things well. I didn't watch the whole game. I watched most of the first half, and mm-hmm. it never seemed like Loyola was going to really get into it. They sort of struggled to, to get open on offense. Um, defensively, they gave up a lot of opportunities, um, particularly on the inside interior, um, which was a problem in the previous week's scrimmage as well. You know, I think it's uh, – the most interesting part to me was this reminded me of the Maryland teams of old. You know, back when Chanchuk was at, uh, at Maryland's and – you know, Maryland hold on the ball for like six hours and, and take like two shots, but it and always ended in a goal. So they win games like eleven to five, but it's because they they scored on every possession and and we're just so patient. Uh, don't you miss the pre shot clock error? I mean, no, not really. No. <laughs> These I mean, games I thought are so I was, much better to watch with the shot clock. I thought I. Yeah, I thought I would though. I I, I thought I was sort of anti shot clock initially just because I I like the way Maryland played the cross. You know, they were aggressive, but they were smart with their decisions. But it, I definitely appreciate just, you know, all right, you've played patient lacrosse long enough. Find a way to get to the get to the rack. Um, but this team reminds me of those old Maryland teams. I feel like they're going to be, as long as they can win faceoffs, I think they're going to be a real problem for people. Yeah, um, and if they keep shelling people on offense, like <laughs> keep right. put, hanging 20 on teams, like, yeah, it's going to be tough. Right, right. And, and the thing about it, too, is that defensively they just – you know, that there's not going to give up a lot of goals. I don't think, I mean, they gave up 13 to high point, but that game was well in hand. You know, mm-hmm. you wonder if there wasn't sort of like a interesting situation there. So, uh, you know, Maryland's uh-huh. definitely looking like number one team in the country to me. I think everyone sort of agrees with that Yeah. right now. Um, we'll see how that kind of shakes out. Uh, and let's go to the final game. We picked UMass army. Uh, both of us picked army and both of us thought it'd be a good game, but not this close. No. Um, how about the Minuteman? Yeah, no, they definitely pulled through. I mean, Brendan Nickturn is uh, hitting the ground running with eight points in that first game. Um, yeah, Army, Army's looking good. Uh, we we kind of picked, thought it'd be close, and UMass would give them a good game. I think this kind of made us sweat a little bit, but yeah, they pulled it out. Yeah, I was never sweating. I, I believe in in Coach Alparisi and the in the Army Black Knights. So uh, good to see them get that W. Um, I don't think there's a lot here other, other than the fact that uh, UMass is, is good, which 
uh, and so is Army. I, I think both those teams have a good future, and both of those are going to be teams that are knocking on the door for the tournament. Um, and I can see both those teams potentially getting in. So, um, Notable games, Gary Gate era started with uh, – I'm not quite sure how to characterize this. They scored a lot of goals. Very quickly. <laughs> right. Um, I, I don't know if we should be concerned about Holy Cross's mental and physical health after that game, or if we should just be like, Hughes is back. I'm not really sure what to take from this. I'm not, I'm not overreacting. Um, like Syracuse got a big bump in the, um, in the polls, but Holy Cross is bad. I mean, like it's, it was, for those of you who don't know, it was 18 to two at halftime. Um, so I'm not overreacting. I mean, Syracuse did that without Owen Hills. Um, they're going to be a good team, but um, like we saw last year, Syracuse really struggled against the ACC teams, like going against UNC, Duke, Notre Dame. Um, it's going to be tough for them. So until they start playing those teams, I'm I'm going to save my opinion on Syracuse. I need I need to see it against not Holy Cross. That's that's a fair thing, and and Hughes has uh, has Maryland up on their schedule starting on Saturday. Yeah, there's. Sunday, Sunday. So they they're listed be, that as game of the week. Yeah, I mean on, that's an on easy, their Twitter. <laughs> well, well, it is game of the week. I mean, it's their only game, so <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I think that'll be a telltale sign, right? Uh, I will say that I, I'm impressed with their defense. Right, they didn't play a lot of it, but when they did, they played well and mm-hmm. and they dominated. And that's that's certainly an in, an improvement from previous years. I know they've. They struggled a little bit on that end of the field um, past couple of years. So good to see that. Um, you know, Denver beat Utah by one. The question was, does Air Force keep it close? I mean, they, they guess they sort of did. But, you know, Denver wins that game 13-9. Don't feel like Denver really ever was in threat of not winning it. How do you feel yeah, about I that game? I didn't see the game, so I can't really say too much on it. But man, Den- we both picked Denver to win, and – Yes, four goals is close. I mean, I think it's close enough, right? Like, Air Force is is good, and Denver is not bad, so that's good. Um, and then the Mountain get their second upset in the row. Uh, not surprising there, but still, you know, they're they're a good team. Then that win over Navy is going to matter, and they they still have, they have future opportunities here in front of them. So, mm-hmm. you know, they just need to keep keep grinding out. Um, they play. Uh, uh, this weekend they play. Who do they play? I had it in front of me. And now I've lost it. They're playing Towson on the fifteenth. Yeah. So I mean that's Tomorrow. a <clears throat> yeah that's a that's a big game today, right? Where they can uh, sort of get it. And they always say Tuesdays for the hunter, right? So do they? I don't. I don't know. If I yeah, Quince. Quince says that all the time, man. Come on. What are you living under a rock? Mm. Well, maybe we should go back to JJ Bear. That's a throwback um, joke for our listeners who were not on the pre-pod meeting with us. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> How did you pronounce his name? That exactly what you said. <laughs> yeah, with right, a with a strong T, strong not a silent T. Strong T. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, so so big game today for the Mount and Towson. Right, Towson needs to get the the ship righted. So um, I think it's a big day for them. Let's uh, now let's address your mortal locks of the week. <laughs> Do you want to just? Do I need to play some? Let me hang on, hang on. Let's. Uh, uh, uh. All right, go go ahead. You can you can start talking about it. Okay. So, 
the first game we had was uh, we had UVA over High Point by six and a half. Um, obviously, that didn't go as planned. UVA shots weren't hitting, um, and they only won this game because their freshman goalie stood on his head with sixteen saves, I believe. I think, yeah, he was he was a stud. Yeah, um, so they squeaked uh, one out, um, and that that hurt, um, but. It was already a done deal because UNC um, didn't cover against Richmond. Uh, they only won by four. Line was four and a half. Um, that was tough. I, I watched that full game start to scream, uh, finish, and I was screaming at my computer um, at the end. They were able to score one, so that's actually an empty netter at the end. It was a 12-9 game. Um, I think UNC had like 55 shots in that game and only put 13 up. Um, so really bad shooting night for UNC. And I felt like Richmond was hanging by the strings and like everything was going right in that first half and like first three quarters to kind of stay with UNC. And ultimately UNC just had too much firepower to, um, lose to Richmond. Yeah. I thought Richmond played really well. I mean, they, they got down early, but after the early three goal lead from UNC, it was basically even game rest of the way, which is. You know, that, that's not like it's like – it's not like when coaches are like, oh, yeah, we won the second half. We were down by 15. Um, it's it's like, you know, three goals is, is not a lot. So, um, Richmond played well, and, you know, I think they they have a, a lot to look forward to. And, you know, UNC, certainly a four-goal win is nothing to, to shirk yeah, off. they and, looked really good. I think they kind of um, exposed that young UNC defense. I felt like there was some – bad rotations that led to some easy goals for Richmond and um yeah they just didn't really have an answer for Chris Gray I felt like when UNC was able to get Chris Gray the ball and get him rolling it was a goal every single time yeah for sure for sure I mean Chris Gray is really good so it's hard to cover him Mm -hmm. um the uh the other lock of the week that was mine it was Navy over Mercer which which did hit um, at fifteen to five, really, really went out on a limb on that one. Well, maybe it's coming off a loss to Mount St. Mary's. You never know. Mm. I mean, I thought it was a, I thought it was a good mortal lock. I mean, Mercer beat it Bellarmine, hit, so I'm, I'm, I'm just upset. So I'm just giving you a hard time. Yeah, yeah, it was a winner. Uh, you know, that, I, I think Navy just proved that the, the, yeah, they, they were off to a rough start, but they'll, they'll be fine. So, um, go, uh, go midshipmen, sort of. Um, my dad's a. Mil, uh, army graduate so um, a black knight first but i like coach amplo so we'll give it to him um let's talk about the girls game uh syracuse opened with stanford in the dome and you know the kayla Trina error started at uh cuse which is you know she's one of the youngest coaches in the history of the game and um on the girls side and, and she's obviously one of the greatest players to ever play mm-hmm. um and she did a great job at bc last year helping uh, grow that program and, you know, tutoring Sam Apuzo to Wharton winner and then Charlotte North, another Wharton winner. Um, Q's comes out in top 12, nine. Did you get a chance to check out any of this game? I was not able to watch any girls games this weekend. Okay. It was good, man. It was a good game. Stanford actually came out early and got the early lead. And I, I was sort of like, Whoa. Um, but, but Syracuse pulled up together and, and Megan Tyrell showed us why she's just awesome at lacrosse and took it took it on upon herself and, and got the dub. So that was pretty, pretty cool. Um, 
you know, we'll kind of breeze over these next two games. They, they didn't really turn out to be as close as we were hoping. No. Uh, UNC continued to to uh, showcase what they're all about, which is that they're they're awesome at offense and they're tough on defense. Uh, not not surprising at all. Um, you know, they returned Taylor Moreno in the goal, who was who's you know one of the best goalies in college, and uh, their offense they returned just about everybody. I think the the player that sort of stood out to me the most was Caitlin Wurzberger, was the number one recruit last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, was a well two years ago rather it was a freshman last year, but she went off with seven points, three goals, four assists. Um, all the other regular names you expect, you know, Jamie Ortega, Andy Aldeve from Notre Dame, uh, Ali Mastrioni, Taylor Warheim, Scotty Rose Growney, they were all awesome. Um, you know, so that's not surprising. You know, James Madison, I, I just don't know if they're their championship level team. I think they're probably pretty, they're pretty good. We'll find out tomorrow. They play uh, Virginia tech and we'll see if they, they have it, but um, yeah, the Dukes, they got some work to do. Um, and then, and then BC, you know, going back to defend their title, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. Is Charlotte North the best player on the planet right now in any of any gender? She's certainly the best college lacrosse player right now. Yeah, I mean, she I, is regardless. an animal. Yeah, I, I would take her on my team in a minute. Um, oh, yeah. She's, she's fast. She's strong. I mean, everyone knows she's going to go to the rack and score, and she still scored seven. She still had seven and one. I mean, I, I just find that uncanny. I mean, how long do you think until they start um, just locking her off? Uh, I, I don't know why teams aren't doing it right now. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you just can't let her have the ball. Yeah, and um, she's she's just as dangerous off ball too, you know. Yeah, she's 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 good. She's good. Um, Notre Dame or Notre Dame no- Northwestern, <coughs> you know, had to be encouraged by Jill Girardi's, you know, four goals, um, and another point scores. I mean, they're they're I think they're just going to get better and better as the year goes on. I mean, losing Izzy Skeen is such a massive loss. I mean, it'd be like BC losing Charlotte North. It's going to take them some time to get adjusted to that and uh i think that i think they put up a very respectable um stat line here um and i think you know i think both goalies played well in this game i mean rachel hall saved 47 percent and uh madison Doucette saved 40 percent and i think for girls that's those are both solid numbers i mean it's not like boys they see a lot more inside shots which are just unsavable um i think generally speaking so uh, i thought it was pretty good pretty good week on the girls side and uh and fun fun stuff so yeah yeah how'd you feel about all the games this weekend i was pumped uh it was busy weekend for me but was able to catch a few games um hopefully this upcoming weekend i'll have a little bit more time uh marissa's going back east for a bachelorette party so i'll be able to watch as much lacrosse as i want uninterrupted that sounds fun um yeah i'm i'm not gonna be doing that um I have I have kids and and bathroom remodeling and scouting and all that stuff. Um, did you so do you, speaking of the Pro Lacrosse Hall of Fame, which we talked about a little bit before on the show? Mm-hmm. Do you see that uh, announcement? They announced who the the people are today. Yeah, I was uh, scrolling through Twitter and was able to find out um, all the announcements, and you made me feel awful about my lacrosse knowledge. And, <laughs> um, some of yeah. these guys were a little bit before my time. I've been able to see it. They're they're not the YouTube 
lacrosse highlight generation. Maybe one or two of them, but um, a lot of these guys I don't think I've ever seen play. So, yeah, you made me feel awful about it. I did, I did give you a little bit of a hard time. Um, <laughs> you know, but that's okay. You, you needed it. Uh, yeah. You know, it's Paul Cantor Bene, and mm-hmm. he was uh, best face-off guy in a long time. He was pretty darn good. He's head coach Stevenson now. Um, interesting enough, I was young enough, or I guess I'm old enough now, that he coached me at a camp when I was a kid. And then, uh, you know, Brian Doherty, you know Doc, right? You know who that yeah. is? Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. That's good. Yeah, he's he's a pretty good goalie. Um, you know, I, I don't think there's any surprises on there. Any Anyone you thought should have been in that, that wasn't? No, I think the one guy we talked about was I thought Brody Merrill uh, would be up there. I don't know what the you know the rules are for active players or not, but I mean, when you think of pro lacrosse players and pro lacrosse defensive guys, like he, <laughs> yeah, he's he's on that Mount Rushmore of uh, defenders. Yeah, you know someone else who didn't come up in our conversation, but I'm thinking about now, Joe Walters. Isn't he like second in points? In the yeah, history of he's, up, he's up there too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're not really <laughs> sure what the um, how how long you need to be out of the game, but um, those are two guys that definitely come to mind. I know Paul Rabel retired this year, and so I guess they're right. making him wait a wait a few years. But we were also saying these <laughs> this first class is literally like the best ten guys to ever pick up a lacrosse stick. Like, yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would say you know I think I think they got it right in terms of the best, definitely the best pro players. There's a few college guys I thought of that you know kind of stand out to me in the in the college game that maybe mm-hmm. belong, but you know they they are probably in the in the USA Lacrosse Hall of Fame as opposed to the Pro Hall of Fame. So I think that makes sense. Um, you know, I I like the. I like that the PLL is working to stay relevant even in times when they're not really a part of the conversation per se. Yeah. You know, I'm just liking how, like, I was just thinking of this, like, in <laughs> 20 years when they're doing, like, today's players and introductions and stuff like that, they're going to have so much more film and video on these guys playing pro lacrosse than these older guys because it was, it was tough to find <laughs> pro lacrosse on video in the mid-2000s. That's right. That's right. It was tough to find in the in the nineties, you know. Yeah. Um. There's some some old oldies, but goodies in there. So that's awesome. Well, we got a couple of games today. So since we're on a pod, we might as well pick them. Um. Oh, you know, you spur got the moment those, picks. Oh god. Hey, well, it's not spur I picked the moment. so poorly last week. Well, let's not make these your mortal locks. Let's just call yeah. them, you know, games. Um. Do you have any upsets? Because you know, you got to think Delaware favored Towson and Jacksonville probably all favored. Any any. Any upsets? All right. Well, let's 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 look up the lacrosse DraftKings and see what's what they got and what what we got on lines. Um, so Delaware is minus four and a half to St. Joe's. Um, Penn State is minus one and a half to Vermont. Hoff Navy's uh, and that's those are the two games. Um, so I'm liking. I would I would think Vermont over Penn State's um, the biggest biggest one. I that's looked tomorrow. at. That's tomorrow. Yeah, you're. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, well, I, I will take. I will take all favorites uh, across the board. 
I, so I, for today and tomorrow, I'll take all favorites. Today, today, if I'm putting one, I think St. Joe's over Delaware. Yeah, okay. Um, I think St. Joe's played, um, they're one and no. Played St. Bonaventure to a one-goal game. <laughs> so now I'm not thinking that's as good a pick as I thought before, but um, we'll go St. Joe's over Delaware. Okay. I'm taking all favorites. I think Jacksonville might be due for a hangover loss, but I think they're going to find a way to beat Mercer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I certainly like – Vermont looks really good to me in the Duke game. I watched quite a bit of that, and I just think they're playing good lacrosse. I think Penn State's – Still finding their identity, uh, who they mm-hmm. are, and they they've struggled on the defensive end. I think that will pose a problem for them when it gets to uh, playing a team like Vermont. They're just too good on offense. So, mm-hmm. um, but Penn State does have to figure it out quick because they have Vermont, St. Joe's, and then they go Yale, Penn, Cornell, uh, Bucknell, which is maybe a break per se, and then Maryland. Yeah, we get we get Ivy League yeah. lacrosse back this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be nuts. So. Anyhow, but we'll uh, this, let's wrap this bad boy up, and uh, and we'll be back on on Friday with our our mortal locks of the week. Yeah, um, I, I can assure you, it, you know, it will be thoroughly researched and guaranteed locks. Wow, you're throwing out the guarantees now. Okay, that's going to yeah. be a off the record guarantee. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, awesome man. Well, uh, well, good good talking today, and looking forward to uh, getting on this again on Friday.